now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Week five in college football is here. Week four in the NFL. We're here to bring it all to you. Here with my good friends, David Cardillo, Connor Powers. John Clements will be joining us in a moment. We just started without him. He's finishing up some Chipotle. He'll be in in a second. Um, we've got a lot to get to. Recapping the previous week in the football world. Um, Listen, I'll start here and, you know, for our, our avid listeners, we've, we've had this betting, you know, segment or this betting side of our podcast for a couple of years now. We've always been pretty bad, but we caught up to Vegas. I mean, we know what we're talking about. I know sometimes Chad, you better start like knocking on some damn wood shooting from the hip but i mean <laughs> we're putting together a performance right now uh we're gonna recap those those picks but boys welcome to the show how's everyone doing how was your weekend uh where are we at messier it's it's early man it's early. we got week five college football week four nfl i mean we can't yep. be talking like that man there's plenty of time to be humbled yeah i'm very worried about that opening yeah, when when Dave said Chad could go fifty four and zero, I don't think I even comprehended that there was fi- like we would each have fifty four picks individually. So yeah. we're literally not even a, a a fourth of the way through the season. It's, it's well, too, I'm not it. We get we get steamrolled two weeks in a row, and we're 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 right back to where we started, man. So you need to relax. Listen. I feel like the Donald Glover meme when he walks into a room with the pizzas and the whole room is on fire. Did Chad just claim <laughs> he was going to be perfect in gambling this year for football? No, no. He no. claimed that we that we caught up to Vegas as a collective. Oh, Jesus. He dragged us into this? <laughs> yeah, he, he looped us into all this. He dragged guys, all guys, of guys. us into this? We oh, need Chad. to, listen, let's not buy into the knock on wood, the jinxing thing. Let's have an arrogant confidence that we will win these bets week in and week out. I think that's what we – got to tell ourselves what we're going to do, and we're going to do it. I think that's, that's how we have to look at this. Manifestation. Yeah. I usually, energy. usually love the attitude, but the gambling gods, I've seen this story before. I just – you were out last week, wanted to check in. I mean, the listeners – I know you had a couple of soliloquies in there, but listeners want to hear from you live in the flash. Uh, how are you? Listen, man, I couldn't be happier to um, – to be back, you know, be back right in the mix, right in the trenches with you guys. Um, been looking forward to it since I was sitting in the, uh, you know, locked myself in a room for the the 15 minutes of audio clips. You know, I, I, at that moment, couldn't wait for this week. So happy to be here. Um, hell of a weekend of football that just passed. Listen, I, I want to say real quick on the, the audio I got from John. Thankfully, I, I boosted the hell out of it. It sounded like this guy was was whispering in the corner of a closet dude oh, like, <laughs> i listen i have you ever recorded an, just a, a solo audio recording on the iphone uh app have you ever done that yes dude i like i've never i think i've done it once before and i did not listen to it so i didn't even listen to the clips connor i recorded them and i just fired them to you like i fired away um that's good. That's a good constructive feedback for future, uh, future use. But 
What, Listen, the, the thoughts were coherent. You, you you handled yourself well. Yeah, yeah you were you locked know? in. Yeah. You know what? I, I I gained a lot of respect for the solo podcasters out there, like the Joel Klatz. Like, dude, sometimes when you're just talking by yourself, you forget to breathe. Like, I was I was coming up for air. I felt like I was like talking underwater for different portions of that. Like, I don't know if you could hear how exasperated <laughs> I sounded it sometimes, but I I was like I realized like I was going like 45, 50 seconds probably without taking a breath, just talking by myself. So it made me appreciate you know the back and forth and being able to just take a few seconds between, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. The, the solo podcasters out there, I mean, I, that's that's they're earning I, that paycheck. Because like at Clats break, he'll take like a few water sips during the show. He's like, he's like, let me take a water, and uh, and now I feel that. So yeah, I mean, I was only, I was putting three minute bursts out there, and I was like struggling to breathe. Um, man, glad to be back. Chad, was that everything you were well, looking for? Uh, it was, and that's a perfect transition into. Um, recapping some I got go ahead connor i was just gonna say i got the the bets pulled up we can start there and then uh i think we'd be remiss not to not to go uh touch on some of the ranked matchups we saw this this last week yeah. and some of the takeaways start with a quick recap and yeah. then we'll, we'll hit the biggies all right yeah, uh I, john with, with our first push of the season even though connor was trying to help him out he's a man of honor though John won one and one on the weekend, just pushing some money around, moves him to eight, six and one on the season. Pushing. Uh, Notre Dame is pushed. Washington State gets the job done, wins outright. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the Auburn offense, but they just didn't have it. Uh, Chad Messier goes two and one. Uh, UCLA, uh, we'll talk about this too, but. Uh, lights seemed a little too bright for Dante Moore. They hung around, couldn't get it done. Washington State, like I said, wins outright. Washington continues to roll 59 points against Cal. Just an absolute steamrolling over there. Uh, Chad moves to 8-7 and seven on the season. Uh, myself and Dave, we both got a thrilling noon win from Florida State. Uh, really got the day started nice. Uh Unfortunately, it went downhill for me after that. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, they they pooped in their bridges. They didn't want it. They uh, they didn't have any anything to do with with the Crimson Tide. And Oklahoma State, I'd bet them again. They they were driving with a chance to to take the lead, and Alan Bowman throws a pick late. So you know, oh, wait. So does that mean watch that? Game? Uh, I was monitoring it in like a like a game cast feed. So. It, I uh, there was just too much going on yeah. to actually watch it, but two bad teams that okay. had a predictable outcome unfortunately didn't get get it done. I am also eight and seven on the season, and our leader in the clubhouse, Dave, he hits Florida State, Oregon, never a doubt. Uh, Arkansas did manage to hang around with LSU, so LSU did knock the cover, but he moves to ten and five on the year. Yeah, you know what? Just regretting the, the LSU pick because I, I think I said live on the show last week I wanted to take Washington. I was on Washington. Messier snuck it in before me. I should have I should have just sucked my guns. That's on. Um, should have been a three and a week, but we'll we'll get back. We're, we're gonna we're gonna strive for that this week. Yeah. So um, I guess we can go chronologically here. Um, we'll start with the noon kick. Florida State Clemson. Similar to LSU game, Florida State comes out real slow. The defense gets a couple big red zone stops. 
And uh, they just hung around, hung around, hung around. And then uh, I'm blanking on his name, but number four on the Florida State defense makes arguably the play of their season. Rocks Cade Klubnik, picks up the football, runs it all the way back. And then from there, Dabo, I don't know. He just fell apart. Coaching mistakes. We had a missed kick. Go to overtime. They call a screen pass on third and one. Just an absolutely horrendous haul. Uh, and Keon Coleman finally shows up after about two games, it feels like. Florida State gets the job done. Uh, I think that's a great win for them. I know they didn't particularly great, but, um, you know, when you're a champion, you find ways to win, and, and I'm still going to hold them as a top-five team in the country. Played the ACC Dragon. Been talking about it from the start. I thought they were the team this year um, to, to finally – take Clemson off of the, the the top of the ACC. And, I mean, that was such a good game. I think even for someone who, who maybe didn't have skin on it, wasn't that painting game back and forth. And, honestly, felt like Clemson pretty much controlled that game. It give Florida State credit for just hanging in there. Jordan Travis seemed visibly banged up to me, played tough. Didn't seem like all, but he, he did make a couple runs in the second half, like on key third and fourth downs. And then – I mean, the difference was Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman both made some big plays in the second half of that game. And, um, yeah, I think they're just a better team this year. And, and uh, huge, huge. I mean, that's – the LSU win was big, but, I mean, Clemson has beat them seven years in a row, won the ACC, what, seven years in a row. Like, finally, finally slayed the Dragons. So, what a, what a win for Mike Norvell, Norvell in, in the Seminole. Great game. Being on the Clemson side, I felt good early. Just I thought they really controlled the offensive defensive line of scrimmages um, well into the third quarter. Um, but listen, playmakers and a better quarterback showed up when it mattered. And Connor hit on it. At, you know, whether it was the play calling, whether it was Abbo, however you want to put it, Club Nick, they, they turtled in the end. Um, Florida State has guys that are going to make plays, they have weapons. Um, the weapons you need to make a run. Um, you know, the question is, can can that offensive and defensive line hold up? I think at this point, it certainly will through the rest of the ACC play. Um, and then things are going to get interesting in the playoff. I, uh, one, thrilled to see Clemson lose, as per always. Um, not Not being talked about enough how miracle of a of a push the under 55 was in the Clemson Florida state game to go into overtime. That game was sitting at 48 total points through three quarters and a goose egg total in the fourth quarter, jumping up and down was actually pulling kind of for the kicker for Clemson. You know, the, the, the New York city, uh, financial, what was he, what was, what was he going to a banker job? He was out there in wall street, dude. Um, Dabo calls him up pretty sure beginning of the week. I heard, press conference from him he said i really hope it doesn't come down to a kick i don't think my heart can take it something along those lines i'm paraphrasing uh, he said uh, he said it was either going to be a a disaster or like a, a movie or something along those lines yeah. well you know he spoke that into existence uh they go out and lose after florida state state scored first in overtime i felt pretty confident that clemson was not going to score um 
Now it doesn't get any easier for them. They're going to the Dome. They get an undefeated Syracuse team next. Clemson could be a 7-8 win club. I think their ceiling dropped considerably after this loss. Like, how are they going to respond? They're 2-2. Two and two. It's unfamiliar territory. Florida State, I have concerns. You know, I, they, they, they're having a heart. I, I think we need to learn more about LSU to learn a little bit more about Florida State. Um, LSU almost lost to Arkansas this past weekend. So, I – there's a few teams I still, I quite frankly, don't have a conclusion drawn on yet. Florida State's one of them. Yeah, last last thing on that game for me, you already hit on it, John. That was like, I just thought Clemson really played it too conservatively down the stretch. Like, yeah. it seemed like they were playing for that field goal um, at, at, the end of, at the end of the fourth quarter. Why are you not being aggressive there? Like, it, it really seemed like they were just kind of playing for that field goal and, and we're going to – you know, thought that would win them the game. Um, I, I didn't understand that at all. And then, yeah, and, and overtime, I mean, third and one, they, they, I don't know what they were doing. They just needed a yard and they, they threw the ball and then, um, then got stuffed in fourth down. So, yeah, I thought Clemson played a conservative. Um, I still think Clemson is, is the second best team in the ACC, probably. Um, wow. So we'll see. I think I disagree with you on that. I think, wow. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get into that later, but, um, Thought they, thought they played, well, honestly, thought they should have won the game. I just wanted to add, uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is a absolute monster at linebacker for Clemson. He, I was pretty blown away by by him. I felt like he was making plays. I also felt like Cade actually played a pretty good game. Uh, I know that that one play happened, but he, I think it was a you know they they didn't have the right blocking scheme. He still got to see that guy because it was front side, but. Yeah, Florida State so, was blitzing the hell out of them all day. They were blitzing yeah. a lot of them, and he hung in there. So definitely give him credit. I, I'm, I'm confident Florida State loses the game. They shouldn't soon. They have been outgained yards per play not only by Clemson this past weekend, but BC the week before. I, they're a team that just looks like they're destined to lose one here as like a double digit favorite that they shouldn't. It's, it's, it's coming. I, and I think they need it. I honestly really think that they actually need to lose a game to be a better team. I feel like sometimes those games when you're really good and like it felt like they should have lost that game to Clemson, in my opinion, but they didn't. I feel like sometimes that can can spark you a little bit, wake you up. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're firmly a team's monitor for, for the for the foreseeable still. Like I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So that got our day started. Um Honestly, I thought we'd spend more time on this game, but based on the result, we don't have to spend all that much. Uh, Oregon absolutely beats the brakes off of Colorado. Uh, just like we had, we had touched on, we thought this was coming. Uh, did I see it being like 40-something to nothing at one point? No, but uh, we talked about the lack of depth on the line. We talked about the pass rush. And just a total beatdown by Oregon. Uh I don't have too many takeaways. Like I like we said last week, I think this is more in line with the Colorado team we were expecting. I think Oregon's a legit playoff contender. Um, and tip my hat to Dan Lanning. I think he he put on a masterclass how to handle handle hype and uh, redirect that hype into a positive result. Did it did it with with class in my opinion as well. And just seems like a gritty coach and a gritty team and and just a really tough ball club out mm -hmm. in uh, Eugene right now. Nothing to add here except this. This doesn't happen. Uh, look, I'm um, I was completely right about that game. Doesn't happen often. I I felt that coming. Very proud of that pick. I just 
it was it was i mean that thing was over halfway through the first first quarter i mean over no um, i um, i felt like it was over the first drive they beat the they just ran it down their throats and it seemed over from the yeah, start and, and let me just say too travis hunter being healthy in that game makes zero difference on the outcome of that game that that game right there showcased Shadur is still a very good quarterback. You know, they do have some good skill players. On the lines of scrimmage, man, they are behind. And and that's to be expected. You know, you bring in a bunch of transfers, a bunch of guys who couldn't cut it at other other P5 programs. Like, you're going to be behind there. Um, Dion needs time to get get some dudes in there. So that was just a absolute beat down up front. Shadur had no chance. Not his fault at all. Um, they were just completely outclassed. Yeah. I, Chatter, John, you have anything to add? That- did not. I was not one of the ten million some viewers. Actually, I don't think I watched a snap of that game. I was out and about. It was probably twenty four zero by the time I even looked at the score. Was the least of my concerns. I didn't even take a play on it. Actually, had I tried to abstain, dude. Everyone was in, and I zagged on them. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't so. have a play in that game either. But uh, I moved it. To, I, oh, I was. I on, moved it to. A, I was on Oregon. Oregon yeah. spread and Oregon alt line. I mean that. I I, I felt Easy. that one coming. Never been be. so right about a game. Yeah, I moved that one to a I moved that one to the second screen real quick. Um, the other 330 game, we had uh Ole Miss, Alabama. <clears throat> right? Yeah, Ole Miss, Alabama was at 330. Yeah. Yep. Um Ole Miss takes an early lead. It was just low scoring for about the first three quarters or so. And then Ole Miss, Ole Miss never really, really had it. Uh, after they lost the seven six lead, it, it felt like it was just a slow death, and uh, it's a shame. You know, I thought this was one of the best chances that Lane Kiffin would have going into Bama. I'm I'm so disappointed in Lane Kiffin for that performance. I mean, Connor, you hit on it. If he was going to have an opportunity to knock Saban off, I mean, this was it. You have your returning quarterback, weapons on the outside, one of the best running backs in the SEC, and you lay an egg like that. I don't know. I just I'm so out on Ole Miss. I didn't what well, didn't necessarily think they were going to win to begin with, but like it just it was pathetic. Yeah. Um, I, I'm out on them. I don't think Ole Miss is very good. I think they're yeah pretty filling SEC team and um, probably the most down the SEC has been. I don't know in the least last five six years, if not longer. So yeah, I don't. I'm not too impressed with Ole Miss. And yeah, kind of kind of went in there and laid an egg. Alabama's defense played really well. Alabama should have won by more. I think they had uh, a couple miscues in the red zone, including a turnover by a bad turnover by Melrose. So should have won by more. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're valuable in this. Yeah, I, I was on Bama personally, so I I was pretty excited. I I felt like just the trying to get too cute when you look at the game, like Ole Miss and and Lane Kiff, and they had all the hype. It was like obviously everyone's very down in Bama how how bad they've looked, but um. That second half was a little bit different. That that second half in that game, that's the best Bama's looked all season. So if they can carry that momentum, they got Mississippi State this coming week. Not a very good club uh, in the SEC. South Carolina did everything they wanted to offensively against them. So it could be an opportunity for, for Milrow to get right. Um, they certainly need it. They, they look like uh, – I think we talked about this a few weeks ago when they had some weaker quarterback play, like the John Parker Wilson, AJ. Did AJ McCarron go to the Heisman though? Am I making that up? No, but he he, he was productive though. But like some um, of these years, that are... dude uh, Blake Sims was was awful. Um, won a championship though, I think. I was just gonna say last week on that game. To me, the takeaway is 
if not LSU, I mean, as down as people have been on Bama, they're I think they're still the favorite to come out of the West. Like they're they're probably I mean, playing Georgia in the SEC championship game. It's just like such a you know being down on Bama is so different than down on other teams. Like they they have so much talent that if things start clicking, like they're still a top top three to and five. LSU has country, to go so. to Tuscaloosa this year too. I mean, Chad, you made a face there. Who are you taking over Bama in the SEC West? Like who who's going to represent the SEC West? I think it's LSU. Okay, seriously, so you think LSU goes into Tuscaloosa and, and beats them? I yeah, think... I I think they're dynamic enough offensively. I just, okay, I think Alabama is a team that can score twenty four points, but I think LSU is a team that you know can go in there and put up thirty five. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, all right, we move on to. Uh, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I believe the next game to start with UCLA, Utah. UCLA, Utah. Correct. Um, I'll start there because I. Um, to cut Connor off. I mean, UCLA is my team, and I listen. I got hosed by Wisconsin, another one of my teams, a, a few weeks ago, taking them. Um, I did the same thing with UCLA. So the teams I took, you know, the bets I took team totals on, I'm not betting those teams the rest of the year. Um, UCLA's defense really. I mean, they played well. Um, it it was a slower game. Um, Dante Moore, obviously, lots of room for growth. Um. But, you know, Utah defense is very impressive. Um, I I don't know. I don't take a lot away from that game other than, you know, I, I don't take anything away from that game. I still see UCLA as an 8-4, and four, maybe a 9-3 and three team. I see Utah as a 9-3, 10-2-type team. I don't know. Nothing changes for me. I, I, I actually had a similar thought about UCLA. I don't think we learned a whole lot about them i think that utah's an incredibly hard place to go play and i think dante moore looked very out of sorts i think they're i think the one takeaway i did have is that utah's defensive line dominated ucla's o-line and then um i just thought dante moore was was pretty rattled from the start i mean you start out as a with a pick six first pass of the game um but that being said they they were in it with a chance to to tie the game late. Um, I mean, they, they kept it 14 nothing for about like the, basically the last three quarters. So um, I still think UCLA is solid. I still think Utah is solid. I'll be very interested to see how Utah does away from, from home against a good Oregon state team this weekend. Um, I'm still, I still think Utah's in my opinion is like the fourth or fifth best PAC 12 team right now, but we, yeah. They're similar to what how John feels about FSU. I think we haven't learned a whole lot about Utah, and I think U, UCLA is about where where we expect that they're going to be a frisky to good Pac-12 team for the rest of the season. That's my one my one takeaway from that game. Uh, and truthfully, didn't didn't watch a lot of it. Saw saw bits and pieces. Utah's four and up. They got wins over UCLA and Florida, and they have not had. Camera. They've been rotating between their second and third quarterback. Haven't had Camerizing play yet. So, I mean, look, this is back-to-back Pac-12 champs. I told you guys in the chat the other day. No one's talking about them. No one likes them in the Pac-12 because, you know, of how good Washington, Oregon, Utah's just still – I mean, USC, et cetera. They could be the team that – someone's got to knock them off, man. Back-to-back years winning that conference. 
haven't had their quarterback have two impressive wins already. That's that's my takeaway with Utah, man. It's just such a well-coached team, great program. Kyle Whittingham's a hell of a coach. Yeah, they're tough every year. But, yeah, Utah's defense is as good as it always is. They're going to be in every game. Excited for Cam Rising to, to hopefully get back soon. Um, no reason to think that they're, yeah, anywhere below the level of Oregon, Washington. Um, I think it, Dave, I think it is indeed silly for anyone out there who, who's already overlooking or, or Utah. Happens every year, though. Um, mm-hmm. I would love my ideal scenario as a Utah-Washington State uh, Pac-12 championship game. That would be that'd be something special. A lot of the same color, a lot of redundant colors in that one, but uh, that'd be that'd be a good one. Slightly different reds, yeah. Slightly different reds. Washington yeah. State a little more. Is red. that the next game? To Washington talk about? State's got that. Yeah, let's go there. I was going to say Washington State's got that Canandaigua colors, that silver and. They do. Whatever. All right. Washington State, Utah State. Really Oregon under the State. radar game going into the week. Or, Oregon sorry, State. Oregon yeah, Oregon State. yeah, yeah. Uh, really underrated yeah. game going into the week. And man, did it live up to the billing. What a, a shootout. Washington State survives 38 35. Cam Ward's a certified baller. I was impressed that Oregon State was able to continue to make that a ball game when it very easily could have gotten out of reach early. So. I don't take too much away from Oregon State. I just think Washington State's a really good ball club. They had home field advantage. Um, and, yeah, it was just a really good game between two really good Pac-12 teams. I, I don't have much to add. Uh, I'm blanking on the wide receiver's name from Washington State, but he had a hell of a game. I think he scored three times. So it was a great game, arguably more entertaining than the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. I was just going to say, I don't think Chad and I had on that game at all, probably just due to the time slot, unfortunately. Um, I'll, You know what I do like, though, with, with uh, just pro tip out there for anyone? YouTube TV, if you're not on it, nothing's better for college football. You can go back and watch a game. You can watch the key plays, and it'll just show you basically some highlights. So I've still yet to do that for that game, but I, I do plan on doing that because um, I, I literally did not see any of that game, unfortunately. Um, was was on the Penn State-Iowa. and. Notre Dame, Ohio State. So, all right, we're dude. I am in the fucking trenches in here with my Wi-Fi guys. I am battling Washington State's my fucking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to keep this short as I can. Wazoo's my team, dude. Over six wins this preseason was one of my locks. They're gonna get there. They're gonna get there soon. Cam Ward is a certified baller. Connor couldn't agree more. Top five, top ten quarterback in the country. Doesn't matter. He's gonna get it done. Josh Kelly made two of the most insane one-handed catches I've ever seen. He had three touchdowns. Kyle Williams, another stud receiver. That offense is clicking. Their coach is taking everything personal. I love Wazoo, man. Defense plays well. Maybe doesn't look like it because of the score. Oregon State can ball out, too. Oregon State's not dead. Oregon State plays Utah this week. That's a huge game. There is no break in the Pac-12 right now. I'm all fired up because this shitty-ass Wi-Fi, dude. I'm sick of Spectrum. Spectrum Spectrum's going to be hearing from me. They've been hearing from me. They're going to keep hearing from me. And Washington <laughs> State, the rest of the Pac-12 is be hearing from them. What's the next game? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say um, we'll talk about Ryan Day's just idiotic comments after that game. But comparatively, Washington State's coach calls out Lee Corso. Um, 
Deservingly, Lee Corso deserved to be called out. Basically, he told everybody on air that this was a shit game that nobody was going to watch. <laughs> and it was one of the best games of the entire slate. Bro, Lee doesn't I, I even do, know what he said, man. I do but feel I, bad. I don't think anyone should be calling out Lee Corso. Yeah, I feel bad for Lee because I do think he said something other than what was interpreted that he was that, – but you that, that's the problem that ESPN keeps trotting him out. And you, it's hard to understand what he's saying, and they're just feeding it to – they actually might not be because he – if there's someone on there who tends to pick an upset every week, Lee actually gets it. Like, he gets one in there. Um, he's just flipping a coin, man. He's just yeah, honestly, he's, he, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a relic. I mean, I, I hope we get him for the whole season. Yeah, legend. All right. We um, move to Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, a lot to unpack in this game. Two great defensive performances or inept offensive performances. I don't know how you want to look at it, but lived up to the billing. Ohio State literally wins at the death and then proceeds to kick the PAT for a push. When they literally could have gotten that blocked and lost the game. I don't know what the hell they're doing kicking that. Um, Ryan Day goes on an absolute tirade against Lou Holtz after the game. Uh, there was just a lot to unpack. Anyone can take the floor. Give it to I, I don't have too many takeaways. I thought it was just a good game. Go ahead, Messi. Um so the Notre Dame on the Notre Dame side of things, I, I think that's the best Notre Dame team over the past probably 20 years. I think it's better than their 2012 team. 2012 team that lost in the title to Bama was, I mean, the the title that year was the SEC title game between Georgia and Bama. They were both going to dog walk Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame is really good defensively. Um, They've got dudes all over the place, um, athletic in the secondary, and pretty big up front. And like every other year, they've got an off, awesome offensive line. Um, I told you guys before the year, my question with Notre Dame was the weapons, the pass catchers. I told you that last week when we previewed the game, and you know that's the reason they didn't win. Um, they threw to that tight end like eight or nine times. They couldn't push the ball down the field. They don't have pass catchers to compete for a title. Um, with that being said, could I see them finishing 10 and two, possibly 11 and one? Yes. Um, and that puts them in the conversation for the playoff, but I, I don't see them winning it. I just don't think they're dynamic enough offensively. Sam Hartman's good. Um, and then on the Ohio state side, pretty similar outlook. I, at this point, nothing really changes with, you know, how I feel. I just, I don't think they're a title contender at the moment. Um, they're just not dynamic enough offensively. Um, I think it's a combination of the offensive line being a little suspect and Kyle McCord, listen, had balls on that last drive. You know, I think you actually, I saw a stat. He was 10 for 15 on third downs for over 150 yards. He's a grinder and I was, you know, impressed, but he's not dynamic. Like some of the guys they've had in the past. That could change. It could absolutely change. But with what I've seen through four starts, um, they're going to need more from him. Um, from a play calling perspective, Day's done this the last couple of years. It bothers the hell out of me. Just the short yardage play calling, the red zone play calling. 
I, it's just, it, it's not it. Um, and quite frankly, they, they got pretty lucky, you know, with that defensive lineman out on that last play. Um, in terms of the comments after the game, you know, Lou Holtz doesn't care, you know, I like, and it's more than just calling out Lou Holtz. It's part of it's calling out the fan base. Like, you know, Ohio state has an obnoxious fan base. You know, one thing goes wrong and they're calling for Ryan Day's head. I listen, uh, I'm not going to say I haven't been just completely distraught over day. Um, for day, this was more of kind of sending a message to his team and honestly recruits as well. Just that he has a little more of the fire and passion than people think. Um, yeah, I don't look, so, I think these comments and the, I don't even know if it's backlash. The, it's it, all of it's a nothing burger. It just is. Of course, the yeah. dude's going to be fired up. Of course, he's, you know, he, he's going to respond to people thinking his team's not tough. They went in there and won a tough game, man. They deserve credit for that. Um, I mean, I, I literally turned to Jill at the bar and was like, wow, I, after that, after um, that grounding on, on the cord, you know, that, that put him in that third and 19, 15 seconds left, no timeout. I mean, I thought the game was over. I, I, what a throw by McCord there. You're right. He had big balls at the end of that game. Um, it seemed to just make the clutch plays that they needed um, in that fourth quarter. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And then the, the 10 men in the field, man, I just – I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you don't just take a penalty there. I mean, the ball on the one-yard line, what does a half yard mean? I, I just – I don't know how – that just can't happen in that situation. It just can't. That's an har- absolute heartbreaker for Notre Dame. And you know what? I feel that, man. I don't know how many fucking times I've been there against Ohio State. They just seem to pull games out of their ass um, against pretty much anyone besides Michigan the last two years. So it's painful. They also had that um, – was that in the last drive? I think it was in the last drive, too, when McCord put a ball over the middle. And the, uh, the Ohio State, I don't know if it was a safety or a linebacker, should have picked it. I mean, Notre Dame let that one slip away, but gave Ohio State credit. They battled. Um Thought both teams were sloppy offensively, but Ohio State's starting to run that ball again better, and I think McCord's just going to play better and better, and it's honestly only a matter of time before I think that pass offense is kind of humming to what we're what we're used to. I mean, Harrison and, and Ibuka and those weapons are just too good. So, gutsy win. Honestly, glad Ohio State won, Chad. Uh, I want those teams to be undefeated for the, for the matchup in Columbus, I think, in week eight. So, uh, hell of a game. Hell of a game. Really felt good about my Notre Dame money line bet for most of the game. Chad, really disappointed that uh, that you ended up winning that one. Honestly, personally, personally disappointed. But I, I, I agree. I think this is Notre Dame's best team they've had in in quite some time. Better than some of the teams that have gone you know deep in past seasons. Defense is sturdy. Definitely need a receiver to emerge. I still think Hartman has made a, a lot of those guys better than what they actually were coming into the year. Um, big test against Duke. You know, we we've had we've had USC and Clemson circled on their schedule, but Duke and Louisville are their next two games. Those two teams are undefeated still. So uh, Notre Dame's got one of the hardest schedules in the country here. The ACC is a lot better than it has been in recent years. Similar to the Pac-12, but a little more under the radar. Uh, Notre Dame, we're going to find out a lot about. Louisville beat the fucking breaks off of BC this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Killed them. Holy Murdered. hell. Yeah, um, we don't need to talk I, about anything else on that. Can I just – two more things for me. One, 
John, I both Notre Dame and Clemson, man, like both felt like both those teams were better teams in those games, respectively, and um, they both lose. So, yeah, tough, tough losses for both those fan bases. And then my last comment on Notre Dame with the schedule they have in front of them, I don't think I think it's possible they they finish with one loss. I don't even know if that would get them in the playoff this year. I really don't because I think the Pac-12 is getting a team in. SEC champ, Big Ten champ are getting a team in. And I don't think Notre Dame is going to get – I think it really hurts them to be an independent in a year like this because I just don't think they're going to get in as a one-loss team over a one-loss Texas or a one-loss Florida State if those teams even lose a game because of those non-conference ones they have. So I think Notre Dame might have lost their, their – I mean – We'll see what happens. Obviously, crazy shit happens in college football, but A, it's going to be tough for them to run the table, and B, even if they do, I don't think they're locked to get in at all. At all. I yeah, think it hurts them not, be, not being a conference champ, for sure. Yeah, For sure, they, man. They, it kills them. Be, I don't know how they can stay independent. It, it, you know, I, I think it's really stupid and hurts them. This would have been a phenomenal year for the expanded playoff, though, let me tell you. Yeah. There is a lot of – Feels uh, more open than ever. Parity at the top. Uh, I feel like I missed the ranked game, but if I did, just Penn State, Iowa. I didn't watch a goddamn snap. Okay, that I game. watched it. Obviously, the only thing that needs to be said here: Penn State ran ninety-seven plays. Iowa ran thirty-three plays and had four first downs the entire game. They had four first downs. They finished with under eighty yards of offense. I mean, it was a Thorough beatdown. It was a whiteout beatdown. Yeah, it was white. I mean, lose. But no, that's not true. But I mean, wow. I mean, it was it was just a beatdown. I've never seen a discrepancy in yardage or plays like that out of all the college football I've watched. I mean, under eighty yards of offense and thirty three to ninety seven plays is like absurd. That's all I got there. Yep. Brian Ferentz will not be getting his bonus this this week for scoring. It's not points. looking good. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's not looking good at all. I had a couple quick notes on the Big 12. I think the Big 12 has been a very interesting conference. Uh, I Guys, every year I have a team I bet on, and I love betting on them all year, and they're very profitable. West fucking Virginia has been that team for me so far this year. An outright win against Texas Tech. They've been a dog in a lot of these games. They were my lock in the backyard brawl. They won that game. Um, they're 3-1 and one quietly. Like They're very competitive right now. In the Big 12, a lot of people, I think, including on this show, left Neil Brown and co. out for dead, said yep. he was probably going to be the first coach fired. They're they're looking good. The new look Big 12 teams, UCF, uh, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, I believe have struggled so far. So, Dude, C- Cincinnati, man, they just couldn't get out of their own way against Oklahoma. That was tough to watch. No, covered, though. Brutal. Yeah. Covered. Um. um I wanted to add on the – who were you talking about before Cincinnati? West, oh, West Virginia. Virginia. Sneaky. That win by Penn State. Looking, looking better. a lot better hey, now than it did. I yeah. was shitting on West Virginia before. The, but I was the, I was that person saying Neil Brown was going to be the first P5 coach fired. I was definitely wrong. They're also down their starting quarterback, who I thought was really impressive against, against Penn State. I'm a, a big West nice Virginia fans. Yeah, I'm a big West Virginia fan. Take me home, country roads. Let's go Mountaineers, man. I'm I'm pushing for them in the, in the pack, Big 12 now. Let's – I would love for that when they look better and better. We're getting closer to previewing. I mean, they're big dogs again this coming week on the road at TCU. I mean, why not one more time? That's all I'm going to say about that. 
The uh, the only other game, just real quick, the Gamecocks, Spencer Rattler, Chad, we don't need to do this right now. I, I know there's a lot to talk about, so we don't need to do this right now, but I'm excited that I'm starting to see more people taking Rattler seriously again on the uh, on the on the X uh, on the Twitter. So you know, cut up some film. He's been balling for the Gamecocks. We beat Mississippi State 37-30, cover the spread. How long has Will Rogers been at Mississippi State? He's been there since I think the Korean War. I think this is his <laughs> third season, maybe fourth, but he transferred in from somewhere. He had 500, almost 500 yards this past week, too. So we, I'm just glad Hendon Hooker's not still at Tennessee. That's all I'll say right now. Uh, let's see. Will Rogers. Not to be confused with the, the guy that hosted the show, Will Rogers. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a true senior at Mississippi State. So this is his fourth year. He's just okay. – he's, I think he's, he's started, started – Yeah, he started every single season. He's Well – it looked like he came in at the tail end of his freshman year. He threw 345 passes. But, yeah, he slings yeah. the rock. 2021, he had 4,700 yards, 36 tutties, nine picks. Last year, 4,000 yards, 35 tuds, eight picks. That, it was that air raid. Mississippi State yeah. is not an air raid team anymore. RIP Mike Leach. Yeah. Shame on me for not – I was going to say shame on me for not using uh, – the local Charlotte 49ers is a lock last week in, a, in the sleepiest spot of sleepy spots for the Florida Gators uh, following a big Tennessee win and right before um, a better matchup this week against Kentucky on the road. I mean, sleepy spot. They, they didn't look very good. Florida's – talk about teams I don't know what to make of. Florida's at the top of the list. I have no idea what the Gators are capable middling, of. Middling SEC team. That's all they are. Middling SEC that's, team. That feels, like, SEC. But that feels like there's too many teams like that. So that, I feel like a few will separate. I don't know. Not that's what you. Are that's they what they want you The whole conference, the whole conference would be six and six at the end of the year. Just so they all and then Georgia will be undefeated. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. I think it's Let's, time. Um, yeah. yeah. We're already an hour in. Week hey, it's five. all right. It's all right. That was a that was a yeah. that was a big week. We're uh, actually officially forty three minutes in. Um, Thanks, Chad. But yeah, you're right. We got to move on. Week four is behind us. Week five approaching. I believe every conference pretty much just conference play for, for the next, I don't know, four or five weeks, I want to say. Something like that. So buckle up. Um, we'll start like last week. We'll go through a couple of the marquee matchups. If you got plays in them, feel free to to present them. And then uh, from there, we'll, we'll popcorn around with, with some best bets. Uh, kicking off noon we got the third-ranked Texas Longhorns taking on 24th-ranked Kansas Jayhawks. Texas minus 16 and a half, over under 63 and a half. Uh, I, whoa, 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 whoa! You missed the rank game on Friday. There's a good. Oh, Friday, I, th- so. I didn't. I didn't know that that game was on Friday. Okay, sorry. There's this horrific. F- we're there's, rewinding. There's, we're there's, rewinding. We're rewinding. We're rewinding. Three games on Friday that are interesting, and one that is awesome. So my first lock is actually in this game. Rewinding, rewinding, rewinding. Number 10, Utah, traveling to to Corvallis to take on number 19, Oregon State and the Beavers. Oregon State minus three and a half, over under sitting at 44 and a half. Powers first lock of the week, lock it in. We got Oregon State home favorites. Uh, I bet them at minus three. 
I don't love them at minus three and a half, but for the sake of people out there, I'll take it at three and a half. And I'll tell you why. I mentioned earlier, huge home field advantage for Utah. On the road, a little bit different. Last two seasons, they're four and eight against the spread on the road. I think Oregon State's sneaky, tough place to play. They're coming off a hard-fought loss. Cam Rising probably coming back, maybe a little bit rusty, maybe takes some time to get to get the offense sorted out with Rising in there. And I think Oregon State can score with the best of them. I think they have a great running game. I think DJU showed promise. And I just think they're, they're a tough-nosed, resilient football team. So uh, I also think the line's a little bit telling. Kind of surprised they opened up as a three-point favorite. For all those reasons, I'll take the Oregon State Beavers. I like that. I like that play a lot. I mean, this is probably with guys. Let's enjoy this game. This is probably the best Friday night game of the year. Um, what a treat on Friday night! I really hope Cam Rising's playing. I, I heard someone say that they think they'll pro- they may hold them out one more week because I think they have their bye next week. Um, I hope that's not the case. But regardless, should be a good game. And we already hit on what Utah what Utah is, right? Everyone knows what they are. They they are capable of keeping all these games close. They can muck them up with the best of them. And um, I would expect them to do that here. I've been very impressed, even in that loss uh, by Oregon State last week, um, you know, to hang in there and fight back after a big deficit. Kudos to them. I think they're a very well-coached team. And um, what a treat that is on Friday night, 10 versus 19. The Pac-12 is delivering um, in their last year as a conference. So very much looking forward to that one. And I do – anyone else have anyone, any more thoughts on this game? Because I got another, a, uh, another Friday night lock. I um just revel in revel in a Friday night Pac-12 after dark. It's very rare, especially at this caliber. Yep. Yeah, I don't have a play here. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome game. Okay, I I considered two plays on Friday night, but I'm going to stick to one Friday night lock, and that's going to be the BYU Cougars home dogs of Cincinnati. I just don't think Cincinnati's very good, quite honestly. Um. BYU's an old team, man. Kadon Slovis, talk about old quarterbacks. That dude's been in college since 2015 at least. Um, I I just think home dog, Cincinnati's got to travel out west, coming off a big emotional game, sellout crowd, you know, against Oklahoma, letdown. Um, BYU, yes, they're coming off a loss. Um, who did they lose to last week? Oh, Kansas. Kind of battled Kansas, actually. They kept that closer than I expected. Uh, already beat Arkansas on the road this year. I think BYU is better than I expected this year. I don't think – I think Emory Jones is just not a very good college quarterback, quite honestly. And uh, I was very, very surprised to see BYU's home dogs, which maybe is a red flag, but I, I'm going to take the Cougs here. Definitely a strange line, Dave. I uh, I was curious if that you were going to go in that direction. I. I like that pick after taking Cincinnati last week. It was a miracle, miracle that they pushed against Oklahoma. I have no clue why they're favored here. Absolutely no idea. I thought they um, covered. I thought they closed at 14 and a half. I had 14. Um, okay. But yeah, going out west on Friday night, I, I don't know how they're favored. I was curious if you were going to go with the Louisville-NC State game. I, Not that, a lot Louisville was my other team there. Not a lot for me, but – I have a three-team do-not-bet list right now. Uh, it's formed. That's usually forms right around the end of week four. It's Vanderbilt. It is Auburn made the list after last week. A rare – it only took one bet on Auburn to, for them to make the list. That's how bad they are. 
and uh, NC State's the other one. Wow. What a miserable viewing experience it's been taking them twice so far this year. Oh it will never happen again. Brendan Armstrong, Armstrong is a disaster. Louisville minus three is a great play here, I think. Yeah, that was my other consideration. I, I just want to say I watched that whole Virginia NC State game, so the Friday night game. That game was bananas. Like that that was an off the rails drunk game. Um, it was it oh was like gosh. neither team both team wanted to lose so bad. Like neither <laughs> team had any interest in winning that game. They did everything possible to try to lose and eventually NC State uh won in overtime, which was the worst thing ever because they didn't cover and they still won. So yeah. That I, game I, was I hate that team. That game was everything that's great about college football because it was just Stupid and so much on. I loved See, it. I loved every second of it. That Purdue, that Purdue Wisconsin game was kind of drunk too. Yeah. See, Dave, you say it was everything great, but when you're on the losing end, it was everything wrong with college football. Yeah, That's but I, I loved it. I, I was willing to take the L there because it was just such a stupid game. Um, I loved it. Um, I, but yeah, so I did think about. I don't have a. Oh, I don't have a lock here, but if I have a few beverages on Friday, this screams a Messier under for me. Uh, just mix it in there and under, I think it's at what, 55 and a half. I Look, can see it being messy. Like a couple of the last Friday games, I, I, I lean the under. Look, if we've learned one thing through the early portions of this football season, tail a shot from the hip Messier under, just blindly tail it. So Messi, if you do throw in on that, please let me know. Cause I will tell. I'll tell you what, yeah. uh, one, one potential red flag, early money, 75% Louisville. In terms of percent of bets and eighty-one percent of the money. So, what about in the BYU game? I, uh, I was going to say it doesn't surprise me for Louisville at all. I mean, they like I said, they blew the the doors off of BC, BYU, Cincinnati. We have BYU getting sixty-seven percent of the bets, fifty-one percent of the money right now. But like okay. I said, it is very very early in the week, so okay, would not. Any other locks on Friday? Or shall we move uh, on to the Saturday slate? I'm ready. For, I, I'm ready for my noon lock on Saturday. Go for it. Floor is yours. I, I I wanted to get to this one first. Um, give me Penn State minus twenty seven at Northwestern. Um, I like Northwestern's not going to score over seven points. Um, you know I see this one as like a thirty eight seven type game. Another week. For Aller to continue to get better. Um, I know the I think the run game started to get better last week, Dave. Correct me if I'm wrong, but another week to get that run game going again. I know Northwestern has two wins, but they're fucking horrible. Dude. Um Northwestern is under 28. Give it to me. Penn State, lock it up. I'm not on that game, but Northwestern pulled off a 21 point comeback, I believe, on the road against Minnesota in the fourth quarter. Kind of crazy. You see the was guy that, that scored too? the the guy that scored the winning touchdown uh, was throwing up the Pat Fitzgerald fifty one after he scored. No, I didn't. And also, it was a home game, so that that's my error. But still, that's bananas. I mean, Minnesota's down bad. I think like Northwestern probably not talented at all. They seem like they've been pretty frisky this year so far. Yeah. Rally, yeah, rally. I, I just think you've seen Penn State play Iowa. You've seen Penn State play Illinois. Like Northwestern's just a worse version of those two teams. So, I, like, you can get that under, um, you know, four touchdowns right now. I know it's on the road, but I think that's a slam dunk. 
Yeah, my only concern there, if I was you, would just be that Penn State's emptying off the bench in the second half, some of these blowouts. So back door might be open for Northwestern there, but um, kind of a sleepy spot for Penn State, honestly. I, I'm going to stay away. I I have a noon game. Um, Connor, it's the game that you initially wanted to start with, the Kansas Jayhawks on the road at Texas. Um Wait, that's not so, a noon game. Yes, it is. Is it not? That's that's one. Oh, it's three thirty, Connor. You threw. You threw it says me noon on Fanduel. It says no. 3, it's three thirty. Three thirty. Wow. Hey, we're one of the better games of the day. Early week technical error. Does anyone have a noon game? I I don't have a noon game. Uh, no. I feel like I don't, but I feel like we should touch on USC Colorado quick. I actually kind of like Colorado plus 21 and a half. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. I feel like there's going to be a huge overreaction. That USC defense is absolutely atrocious. Um, I don't think it's going to be at all. I don't think the offensive line issues are going to be as glaring going up against USC. Um, I mean, Arizona State, yeah. to hang around with a second or third string QB, just – I, I don't love what I'm seeing out of USC. I feel like Caleb Williams is having to do a little bit too much. Why not yeah. Colorado stick around in that one? That's I, like, I agree. With, yeah. Yeah. I'll take two seconds here. I, I agree. I was all over Oregon last week. Will not be all over USC this week. Connor already hit the highlights. USC is not a team that is going to dominate the line of scrimmage. Granted, they're going to be a lot better than Colorado. Uh, but, no, I – this total sitting at 73 and a half. I think Colorado can put up points here. I do maybe pick a side. I guess I, yeah, maybe I'd go Colorado, but I, I, I stay away from it. Uh, the other noon game quickly, Chad mentioned it. Clemson going to Syracuse. People forget Cuse beat Clemson, uh, number one ranked Clemson in the dome. I believe they're number, number one or number two ranked Clemson in the dome with Kelly. Kelly Bryant, I believe, playing quarterback. Um, Syracuse is frisky, man. I was going to say, I don't know if anyone forgets that, dude. I feel like that's the game I think of whenever I think of this matchup. Yeah. I, Syracuse, historically, Dino Babers plays Dabo very, very well. This was my first lock out. This was my, I, I've locked uh, Syracuse in plus seven already, but I it is my fourth. It would be my fourth if we had a fourth. I just were my concern is Clemson has got to be really pissed off. So I, I could see if they get up early, they could probably step on Syracuse's throat. But I think Syracuse is a legit team this year. I do think they should cover seven, but I think Clemson's going to be about as mad as you've ever seen a Clemson team play under. I, I think it's one of two things. I think they either come out really mad or they realize that they have two losses and their playoff dreams are dead and they come right. out a little flat. We'll see. Yeah. See, I, I think Dabo is going to find a way to pedal that they're still, they still had a chance for enough. But if they lose this game, I think the wheels fall off. Um, yeah. Syracuse is going to get hammered by this. Is also seems just a public hammer Syracuse play. That's really what helped keep me out of the locks. But I, I mean, I think they should cover. Syracuse has played them tough. I also feel like Syracuse has been in like three dogs in every, every one of these matches the last few years. And this is in that seven. So it's a stay away for me. Um, but, yeah, uh, interesting new, new game for sure. Garrett Schrader, I believe, still leads the team in passing and rushing. I mean, he's been a dog this year. He might get a beaut. Like, Clemson's front could really, you know, they could get to Schrader and, and throw them off. But um, I, I'm with you guys on Colorado. I think we'll keep it close against USC. Another one. 
Um, all right, John, we'll, we'll toss it to you for your 330 lock. Yep, so going to the game that you want to start with there, I, I love this. I love the spot. If it was a different spot, I might not love it, but give me Texas minus 16 and a half. They, they, I, the Red River rivalry next week, I'm not going to let that worry me. Texas is going to be getting fully focused on Kansas. Kansas should have their attention after, you know, their two years in a row. Kansas upset them, I think, to really, you know, kind of put a, a fork in Texas for a little bit there. Last year, Texas goes out. They beat the absolute doors off Kansas. I think they won by like 50. Um, I think they do something similar again this year. They get them at home. I think, again, Kansas is ranked 24th. They're 4-0. Jaden Daniels is a dog. Texas should not be sleeping. They should not play down to the level of competition this one. I think that they're going to go out and prove to Oklahoma the week before they go out and play them that, yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to bring your best because I, I think Texas rolls Kansas. I have a lock in this one, lock number two, um, over 63 and a half. Damn it. I was um, hoping we'd I, get – I hope we'd get a little – I don't know if we've well, seen uh, any of us versus, on, you know, another side, you know, a little a little fight. I don't think we've seen that this year. Uh, go I ahead, I really Chad. do like – Got in the NFL last week, and it really fucking went haywire for me. I, um, so. <laughs> I think both of these teams have great offenses. I, I'm not totally bought into Texas. I will likely be on Kansas spread. I think Kansas can put up points. Texas, Don't be a coward. Just, Lock it up then. Don't be a coward. Fine. Fine. Switch it. Uh, get rid of the over. Give me Texas plus – or sorry, Kansas plus 16 and a half. Um, it, Kansas is a good ball club, <laughs> and they can put up points. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. This, this says more about me not being a Texas guy um, than anything about Kansas. I just know they got a mobile quarterback. They can put up some points. They're 4-0. They're ranked. Little number next to their name. In Texas, I'm not bought in. I'm just – I'm not there yet. Um, we'll see. Um, so, lock it up. Give me Kansas plus 16 and a half. I love it. Chad, that's so much more fun than the over. I, I tip my cap to you. Um, this is that, that's a fun game. I no, Kansas has had Texas's number recently. Yeah, that and that's and, and to John's point, that's kind of what keeps me away from this. Is I don't think Texas is sleeping on this game, especially when you see the little, you know, the little twenty-four next to Kansas. There, they they know they can't you know sort around here. And the Texas credit, man, um, they went out and beat the piss out of Baylor last week. So didn't play down to the competition. Not something Texas. they traditionally do. So, Texas we'll see. Beat them. Dave, Dave, you can see on here. I originally had Kansas plus sixteen and a half, and I made a last second wow. change. Good. You did. Good. Listen, so it wasn't out of nowhere. Listen, uh, Connor. Before you can say that Kansas had their number a little bit, they beat them in twenty twenty one. But I mean, Texas beat them fifty five fourteen last year without Jalen Daniels, though, right? In Kansas, Jake Bean's fine. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, he's not Jalen Daniels. Come 55, on, 55-14. That game isn't going to be much closer if Jalen Daniels is playing. There's no way. That's a pure full focus. <laughs> you, 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 you tell that to Rice after JT Daniels got hurt this weekend. It I have them minus Rice. two. I had, I had Rice minus two. They're up one. JT Daniels gets hurt and they lose by thirty. Unreal. <laughs> I mean, the backup was Jake Bean, dude. On Rice? <laughs> no, I think. Chad was on rice some other week, but 
Um, against Texas. Who's got, who's yeah. got a lock? Who's I got, will say. Next lock. Dave, there's been one other head-to-head battle this year in college football. It was John and I on the Wisconsin-Washington State game, and it did not okay. end well for me. Oh, so I, I got a battle back there. I'll move this thing forward here. I got a 330 lock. Give me the Michigan Wolverines laying 17 at Nebraska. I don't think Michigan's covered the spread yet this year. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't believe they have. They're obviously undefeated. At some point. Got, what was that? I said give me one sec. I'll, I'll clarify okay. it for you. I'm pretty sure they haven't covered a spread yet. At some point, they got to start playing to the team that they're supposed to be. And I just think Nebraska – is very bad. I, I I was wrong in them. I kind of thought they might be a team that could uh, sneak up on people in in the Big Ten West. I was wrong. That's going to take time under rule. I do still believe in rule long term, but Michigan should go out there and dominate this football game. And if they don't, if this is another just kind of Michigan moseying around, I think it's a red flag, man. Because at some point, you know, you're getting into Big Ten play now. They got to start playing like the team that that everyone thinks they are. So. I think 17. I think this number should be bigger. Um, I'll take it at 17. And um, uh, yeah, I'm laying it with Michigan. Block number two. Michigan is 0 3 and 1. They pushed with Rutgers last week. Okay. Um, my next lock isn't until 7 30. I have a 3 30. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead, John. Second. I have a second through there. I, I am exclusively locking up the afternoon slate. So I have a four o'clock as well after this. Um, this one popped off the screen. Shout out to my my buddy, Danny McLaren, friend of the program. Uh, told me, he said, hey, DraftKings has 14 on Georgia against Auburn. I burst out laughing, threw my phone across the office. Couldn't believe it. Um you're telling me Peyton Thorne's 14-point dogs against Georgia? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, give me this line all day. Georgia is 0-4 against the spread this year. They are bound to cover. They are due to cover. They're eventually going to blow up, and, and Auburn is a 3-1 a and one with a – it's a big facade. Like, dude, this team is bad. I cannot believe I bet on them last week. Use them as a lock. They're on the do-not-bet list. Peyton Thorne is horrible at quarterback. I have no idea how Georgia doesn't blow them out here. Should be like thirty-five to seven type of a game. John, we have similar plays there in the three thirty spot. I mean, same principles. Nebraska and Auburn both aren't good teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you might you might talk me. I think this is the week we could see Georgia and Michigan really really both flex. So I might join you on that. Yeah. Not a lot, but I'll, I'll might tell you on that. I love that fourteen. I mean, that's All not right. enough. Come on, I, I'm sure I should be twenty-one at least. Um, I, I actually, this team does play at three 30. Um, this is a must win game for them or else they enter the do not bet list one more time. Uh, they really hurt me week two, but Texas tech red Raiders minus eight and a half at home against Houston. At some point, I just, Joey McGuire's got to pull out a, a big win. I think they, they, I think they have a decent roster. I think he's a good coach. And they've lost to Wyoming by two. They lost to Oregon by eight, which was really a one-point loss before that pick six. Um, and they lost to a West Virginia team, which we already talked about, might be a lot better than people think. Um, I don't believe in Dana Holgerson or Houston. So I'm going to take Texas Tech at home minus eight and a half. That line 
sticks out to me as way higher than I would expect. So feels a little bit Vegas knows to me. They're getting about 30% of the money right now. So uh, Houston, very public side at the moment. So I'll take Texas Tech minus eight and a half. Connor, Connor, that line also caught my eye. What turned me off to that is I don't know if Tyler Shug is playing for Texas Tech. I know he got hurt last week. Maybe it doesn't matter, but that was what kept me away from that game. Just want to slide that in there. Yeah, for me, I think I, I, I know he's their starter and he's the Oregon transfer and he's solid, but I don't think it affects I don't I don't think I would be less inclined to take the bet knowing that the backup was, was playing. Just Fair don't enough. think it's that much of a difference. Dana Holgerson's seat remains very warm. Um, my third lock is in the is at night. So if anyone else is I'm at two I've, everybody's given up too. Yeah. Okay. I have um, my third, four o'clock. Yeah, go for it. Four p.m. Just condensing it, right? Just I will f- know my my results by seven p.m. Probably not a game you're thinking I go. Very random. Probably my most random lock of the year. But it's homecoming in Laramie, Wyoming, folks. Give me the Wyoming Cowboys minus fourteen against New Mexico. New Mexico, classic bottom five program in the entire nation. I mean, they are absolutely abysmal. Um, from everything that I've seen in all regards, Wyoming, I think is a very solid mountain West, West club three and one, um, 10, 10 game against the Texas Longhorns. who I locked up earlier a few weeks ago, going into the fourth quarter, uh, they covered that spread. They beat Texas tech. They beat an app state team that I think tends to be very solid last week. I, you know, Wyoming for, again, all reasons point towards they should, they should be getting up for this game. Four o'clock it's homecoming. Get ready for Fresno State next week. That's a huge matchup. Wyoming's not ranked. There's no reason they should be looking ahead, truthfully. So let's go out there. Let's send a statement to Fresno that you got a serious matchup you got to wait for next week. I, Laramie's electric from what I've seen. I hope I can find a way to watch this one on the Mountain West Network. Might be challenging. Dude, I, uh, when, I, when I interned in Washington, D.C., a couple of uh, my fellow interns were Wyoming students. They swear by the... They say that the football games are absolutely electric out there. So I don't think there's too much else to do out there but drink and watch football. So definitely a, a nice environment. Um, there's Super Bowls homecoming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I have a 6 p.m. All right, go for it. Um, as I bring this up, I just want to mention Kansas is second in the country in third down offense. Um, that will play a role on Saturday. Um, to my third lock. My sage is um, Googled Kansas, Texas. Kansas, Texas games. <laughs> quick hitters. Yeah, Kansas, Texas quick hitters. <laughs> you needed something to support besides Jalen Daniels. <laughs> LSU minus two and a half on the road at Ole Miss. Um, I've said it for, it feels like forever now. I'm just higher on LSU than most. And Ole Miss is dead to me. Um, Listen, I just think, you know, LSU is a better version of Ole Miss in, you know, almost all facets. So can get that under three points. I know it's on the road, but I like, um, I like LSU big. I like that, Chad. That was, that was actually, um, First or second about them in Louisville. So I, I agree with that. Even though LSU burned me last week, I just think they're a much better team than Ole Miss. And God damn it, Lane Kiffin better go out and win a, win a big one. I mean, feels like he hasn't won any of the 
headliner games as, uh, during his time at Ole Miss. So kind of an interesting game there. Um, my third and final log. I've done well big game hunting, boys. I just have. We're going back to game day this week. Give me the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Laying five and a half on the road at Duke. Great little story Duke's got going, man. They, they've been impressive. I think Mike Elko deserves a ton of credit. He's putting together, you know, he was, I think he won eight games there last year. I picked them as a team to, I think I picked them third in the ACC this year. So hats off to him in that program. This is probably one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game in program history. I doubt they've ever gotten game day before. Um, I know they beat Clemson week one. A little bit of a fluky, fluky score there, okay? Clemson did whatever they wanted to offensively, just fucked up in the red zone over and over. Notre Dame, I think they realized, okay, obviously it was a devastating loss. I mean, huge letdown. But they better they better win out. It starts um, with, with a Duke team that has college game day there. They're not going to be taking them lightly. Um, I just think Notre Dame is the much better team on paper. I don't know if there's a preseason line for this. This thing was probably easily double digits. Um, so, yeah, I think Notre Dame responds. I believe in, in what Marcus Freeman is doing there. I think they should have won last week. And um, five and a half isn't enough. And, and, again, great story going to Duke. But biggest game in program history, I mean, I I don't know. I'm going to have to see it to believe it that Duke is all of a sudden, like, a serious, serious team in the ACC. So, give me the fight in Irish, lane five and a half. I'm looking to continue the uh, big game hunting streak I got going this year. Well, 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 you wanted competition, Dave. You're going to get it. Let's go. My first bet of the week that I locked in was Duke plus six. I know the lines moved to five and a half. We can settle it there. Uh, and I'll just touch on some of the things you said. Biggest game in Duke program history. Notre Dame coming off an emotional loss. I just, I think Mike Elko's got the boys playing well. I think that Duke defense is physical enough and solid enough to match up with Notre Dame. I love the QB at Duke. I think they have some decent weapons. And at the end of the day, I think, I think, I don't think we can say Clemson is a worse team on paper than Notre Dame. I know they have a worse record, but I think Duke's going to, going to battle and I, I like them to keep it close. I don't know if they win the game, but I think maybe a Notre Dame field goal late wins it. I, I'll take the Blue Devils here. I love it. I love it. Two two battles going on this week. I absolutely love it. Let's go, Kyle. Uh, I also love that the the money's on my side right now. 71% of the bets on Notre Dame at the moment, only 29%. Yet they're getting 52% of the money. The in line's also moved in against Duke as well, so... Uh, market trends, I'm liking what I'm seeing, but yeah, Look. I mean, you're right. The, the preseason line was definitely close to double digits here, but I think Duke's is a legitimate program this year, and Look. we'll see. This is the type of game I'm throwing out. I don't care about the market trends. I don't care what side of the public's on. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We, you we both use the same. Side, Dave's on, baby. Yeah, it, we, we both. Use the same points to argue different teams here. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, where this one goes. What I will say is I don't think it's a game that we'll know 
right away. Uh, whether it's going to be close or blowout, I could, I, I think there's a scenario where Duke does get worn down by Esteme. Uh, is that how you say his last esteem. name? And, and that whole line. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Duke's offense is going to have to stay on the field a bit because I don't know if uh, the defense is going to hold up just getting getting run down. Uh, all game, but it's going to be a good one. Um, somebody fact check us. I assume it's the only time they've ever been to Duke for game day, but it's got to be. Yes, maybe yes. there was. Okay. That's factual. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, um, uh, oh, go ahead, John. Was there any locks to you? I think we're no. we're all we're all out, right? All right. To recap, I'm on Oregon State minus three and a half, Duke plus five and a half, Texas Tech minus eight and a half. Dave is on the Fighting Mormons, BYU plus one and a half, Michigan minus 17, and Notre Dame minus five and a half. Uh, Chad is all over the board on Penn State minus 27 and a half. He switched to Kansas plus 16 and a half after being bullied, and LSU minus two and a half. John decided, screw one score, let's go two scores. He took Texas minus 16 and a half, Georgia minus 14, and Wyoming minus 14. Uh, Clemens is watching some some dumpy dumpy games this weekend, but let's hope it works out for him. And That's we're on to the, the NFL, where uh, before we say too much, I will give you to the floor the story of the weekend. The Miami Dolphins put up seventy points on the lowly Denver Broncos. Chen John, I'll let you get your your moment to shine. I know this doesn't happen often. John and I will John and I occasionally have this. This was the best one where he gave me a ring midway through the four, third quarter and he we were just laughing. I don't think many words were being said. We watched a drive together live on the phone and I Touchdown. mean I don't know I don't know what Denver was doing. It was the most pathetic display of defense I've seen in my whole life. Like they didn't stop Miami for less than 8 yards of carry. Like they weren't it looked like they played with eight guys on the field. I mean, uh, you know, kudos to the Dolphins offense, but my goodness gracious, I don't know what Denver was doing. Um, listen, Denver scored a couple touchdowns early uh, to keep it somewhat competitive. And then they just, they turned the ball over a few times and Miami just tortured them. Um, outside of the miracle in Miami um, in twenty. 17 and then the uh the comeback with baltimore that you know last year this was one of the three most memorable games i've had as a dolphins fan that's so sad <laughs> that is so sad a week three games one of the most memorable games against a horrible broncos team led by mr unlimited <laughs> god chad that was sad but yeah, hey, they did score what the, the third most points in an NFL game ever. Yeah, I've never seen a seventy spot in my life, or if I have, I forgot about it. But yeah, yeah, hell, hell of a if, hell of a game, I guess. If they if they kicked the field goal at the end, they would have broke the record. Seventy two is the record. So, Chad, I respect what you said because we will never. I don't know if we'll see that again ever in our lifetime. Seventies crazy, like definitely memorable, historic. Did it, anything and everything they wanted. The backup running back at fifty one fantasy points, Devin. A-Chan, uh, the broadcast said his name wrong the whole time. As much as I love Kevin Harlan, 
we do not lose games when Kevin Harlan is on the call chat. I don't know if you've noticed this, but we are like, I think we got to be like eight. No, with Kevin Harlan. He's yeah, my favorite there, announcer. There, there's, there's a legitimate Twitter trend going around about that. Let me see if I can find that. They literally on every not game. Lose. Yeah. Tua, Tua throws more accurately and, and Tyreek runs a little bit faster when Kevin Harlan's on the call. It's, it's, it's special. Um, He's electric. Devin Achan, Raheem Mostert, you know, eight touchdowns between two of them. Um, Dave, I think this is a good time to interject. Um, we have been going back and forth a little bit uh, the past few days, but, you know, the, the Cardillo Frisky team watch. Um, now that we're heading into week four, I don't know if you have any team off the top of your head. Um, there's one team that I wanted to mention, but, you know, I, we need Cardillo's Frisky teams. Um, we had discussed this one team, and listen, I guys, I told you guys in April, Tank Dell was that dude. Um, I, I told you in April, it's like me throwing, a, you know, a dart at the board with Kansas. Told you guys about Tank Dell in <laughs> April. Just listen to what I have to say. It's not that hard. Um, but o- over to Dave, uh, uh, Frisky team updates. Yeah, I'll be I'll be brief here. The Texans make the cut, man. They've been impressive. CJ Stroud is probably the best Ohio State quarterback ever already. Um, it really is, career. I think, statistically, like yeah. pays to be the best QB ever in a lesson. Yeah. And we're gonna stick in the AFC South because the Colts, that I should have seen that one coming. Gardner at the helm. Um, the Colts are frisky. I think they're a lot better than people expected right now. Um, and you know, the other team that <laughs> Needs a shout-out. I don't know how much of last weekend we're going to recap here, but how about those damn Cardinals, man? I mean, Josh Dobbs is out there balling, bro. He was a ba- he was a third stringer in Pittsburgh for like three or four years. They beat the Cowboys as like 12.5, 13-point dogs. They damn near beat the Giants. They should have won that game, and they almost beat the Commanders week one, who I don't think the Commanders are good, but that team ain't tanking, man. I don't think they're going to be the team picking first overall come uh, – Come next May or April, whenever the NFL draft is. So that's because that team will be the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Yeah. So because Jesus Christ, that team is dumpster fire. Yeah. Dumpster fire. Um, I don't have anything else to really recap other than uh, I'll I'll flush the game tape game for the Falcons. Don't know what happened. Ugly performance. Went into Detroit. Got beat around. Offensive line played terrible. Desmond Ritter played terrible. Uh, flush it. We move on. Uh, we got the London game uh, against the Jags. Toy Story version, actually. Falcons-Jags this weekend. So I'll see you guys at 9 a.m. Sunday for that. But we'll move into our week four locks. Can we get uh, a right. uh, recap? Can I, can I make a quick comment? Yeah, yeah. I, Cardinals Cowboys might end up being our worst eye gal call of, of all time after how it went down. Yeah, well, it was tough. We pigeonholed ourselves because we had bets in almost every other game. Like, uh, it really should have been that Seahawks Panthers game, I think. But I Dave had Dave took the, uh, the Hawks. Seahawks. So yeah, I'll recap our bets from last Hawks. week. John, uh, Dolphins, he easiest bet of his lifetime. Uh, he hits on the Colts who win outright. Uh, 
Packers end up with an impressive come from behind performance. Jordan Love looked great in the second half, but unfortunately, John got the worst of the number. Did not win that one. Uh, John moves to five and four on the season. Now, the real story. The kid who asked me to recap it for for only one reason and one reason only. <laughs> Mr. 54 now. Nostradamus, Chad Messier, he's 9-0. and Unbelievable run he's on. Uh, just, just scorching hot. Uh, he takes the Eagles on Monday Night Football to seal the deal. He also inserted the Saints-Packers under in there with, with little to no knowledge of what was going on. And last but not least, he took the Seahawks minus six. Uh, that line closed minus four did not matter. Seahawks with an impressive second half. Kenneth Walker running all over a lowly Panthers team. Uh, Chad Moose and I don't know, as I said, uh, I went two and one on the week. Fortunately, the Broncos loss only counts as one, but probably my worst bet of my entire life in terms of cover margin. That was embarrassing. Tough to watch. Mike McDaniel scumbag for not pulling the starters. Um, so that's that's uh that my my one loss. I took the Texans who won outright and the Bills minus six and a half who dominated the commanders. I moved to five and four. And last but not least, we have Dave. He took the Chiefs as a heavy home favorite. They destroy the Bears. He takes Jets plus three with a tough safety there towards the end. Brutal. Brutal. And also the yeah. Seahawks. Dave moves to four and five on the season. Yeah, my only regret is and I've done this back to back weeks. I literally said it taking the Jets last week, and both of these picks lost. Felt both of them felt nasty, the Chargers and the Jets, and they both lose. I had the Bills circled last week. I think I backed off them because Connor was already on them. Shame on me. I should be five and five right now. I need to be better for the people. I need to be better for the people. Or I should be five and four, I meant to say. So uh yeah, that's what we're gonna do this week. We're gonna go three and zero this week. You, you and Chad need to just combine Dave the college football sharp and and Chad the NFL sharp, and you guys will be cooking with with gas. Um, okay, I can start with my first lock of the week. I will, you know, because I can't learn or I'm just a moron. I'll be fading the Dolphins again. Give me the Bills minus two and a half. Everybody and their mothers are going to be betting the Dolphins. They hang 70 points. They go into Buffalo. They're underdogs. They seem to have had the Bills number recently. I think the Bills write the ship here. Show them who the boss of the AFC East is. Get a big home dub. Bills minus two and a half. Love it. That's a great game this week. Great game this week. I'm looking forward to that one. No, no game, of the, game of the year so far, probably. Yeah, no pick for me there, but I'm sure the, the Dolphins boys have, have something to say here. Um, I don't have a lock in this game. Trying to keep emotion out of it when I'm making a run at history. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to bet on the Dolphins, I think. Um, Waddle will be back this week. That was a one-week, you know concussion thing armstead pro i don't think armstead's practice since he's been with the dolphins but he'll play this week um jalen phillips is a little banged up um but i expect him to play then you know they've gotten good contributions from andrew van ginkle emmanuel ogba some of the rotational pieces javon holland is one of the four or five best safeties in football two forced fumbles both on Cortland sutton this past week um uh, listen, I think Al, Allen's hit or miss. 
Um, I think they'll be able to contain them a bit. And I don't see Buffalo's uh, defense as what it was the past couple of years. Um, I think Tua is going to continue to do Tua things. Um, no lock, but, you know, I, I'd side with Miami there. I I will be taking Miami, uh, pounding money line, no, no doubt about it. Let's not even pretend. But I'm use it as a lock. I've used them twice already. <laughs> other teams are in it. I love cross. And that pick was brought to you by Optimus Prime. <laughs> we heard the end though. Dolphins, Dolphins, a lock are not a lock, but you you love them on the money. Not a lock. Um. All right. I'll, I'll just fire off my first one here. Sunday, one o'clock. First total of the year for me. First total. We're going under 44 and a half in Commanders Eagles. I don't know if the Commanders, they might, the Eagles could blank. Or, yeah, the Eagles could blank Washington, I think. That defense, that D line, are bullies. Sam Howell, I, I don't like Sam Howell loves taking sacks, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, he better, he better wear some extra protection for this game because he might get beat up. And um, I like we see it over and over with Philly, man. They are more than happy to just grind these games out, just run you to death, run the damn clock. They they just bully people on both lines of scrimmage, um, run that clock. Short game. I thought about taking a minus eight. Um, I still may. It won't be a lock, but I really like the under because and I don't think Washington's defense is bad either. But again, I think Philly's happy to just grind this one out, and and I don't know if Washington's gonna. I don't know what their team total is going to be that, but I might be under. So, um, yeah, give me the under in that game. First total of the year, trying to uh, trying to do my best Messier impression. Dude, I don't know if you saw the game last night. Philly had a nine-minute, 22-second yeah. drive Close to end the game. The game. Yeah. Insane. That's what they do. That's what yeah. they do. Even when teams know they can my, uh, my lock number one's in the same game. I'm going Eagles minus eight. Um, and, and Dave said a lot of, um, what needed to be said. Like, I don't see Washington scoring over 10 points. Um, and I think the Eagles offense is when they want to score, they're going to score. Um, Devonte Smith is awesome. AJ Brown's awesome. Swift, a Renaissance in Philly. He's look, Swift has looked nimble there. I mean, just on his tiptoes, just knifing his way through. I love that offense. Um, I don't see Washington scoring a lot, so give me the Eagles spread. Yeah, I don't have anything to add on that game. Commanders are just, I don't think they're very good. Came back down to earth. Yeah. Johnny, what's your first log? Big time came back down to earth. Folks, we're, we're, we're calling in off the phone now. I'm trying everything I can out here. Uh, Connor, I know you're going to, you've already at this point cut my Optimus Prime audio. Uh, just to real quick, the Dolphins, I will pound their money line again. I think I've used them as a lock twice this year. No reason to stop now. But they're not a lock this week. The Baltimore Ravens injury report, I think you had to scroll on Twitter to see every name on there. Give me the Browns minus two and a half at home. I think the Ravens are just they are down so bad right now. They're really, really injured. That's a concern. Their skill players are I don't even know who's who's there. They're trotting out this week, so give me the Browns. The defense has looked fantastic. Uh, I think they'll. Ravens are gonna have a hard time scoring. 
Uh, the Browns sneaky might have the best defense in the league right now. Minus two and a half. I uh, I don't need to add much more to what John said. I also had the Browns circled uh, by a field goal at home. Actually, man, minus two and a half. Defense is great. Yeah, Baltimore's banged up. Um, this is going to be a very physical AFC North football game. So, yeah, Browns minus two and a half. Second lock for me. Wow. Um, my second lock, uh, I'm bouncing around here. Um, this one's at 425. My actual first, my first mega whale hammer lock legend bet of the season. Cowboys minus six and a half against the New England Patriots. They lost to the Cardinals. They're pissed off. The Pats just win an ugly game against the Jets. That offense is horrendous. O-line, horrendous. Weapons on offense, horrendous. I think the Cowboys are going to be motivated, pissed off. I think they'll have another week to game plan without Trayvon Diggs. There was some blown coverages against the Cardinals. I think the pass rush gets after Mac Jones. And, and quite frankly, I just don't see how the Patriots score in this game. I'll take Dallas under a touchdown. It's my second lock. Chad, John? Um, I have a second lock. This one, this one's ugly, folks. Um, but this is what I do. I, I, I read the board so well with totals. Give me, <laughs> give me Cincinnati, Tennessee over forty-one. Um, <laughs> Cardillo loves it. Listen, this is just—I said it last week about a bounce back for Cincinnati. They won, but it was ugly. Um, Tennessee looked just horrific. They're going to put up more than 41 points. Like, they finally started to get Jamar Chase involved. T. Higgins was horrible. He'll be better. Um, Burrow might play the year on one leg, but he's going to adapt. That's what he does. And then I I need Tennessee to give me, like, like 10 to 14 points, and I think I can hit that over. I don't think that's asking for too much. Dude, you, something surprising about Tennessee. I don't know if you guys saw. It was a weird game. They got absolutely smoked by the Browns. But Ta- Tajay uh, Spears outsnapped Derrick Henry. Something to be concerned about if I'm a, I'm a Titans fan. Wow. But Vrabel, Vrabel as a as a dog is usually a good bet. I I I was thinking about potentially taking Tennessee in this spot, but did not make my my locks. Um. Yeah, I, I was I, I I took Tennessee the first two weeks, somehow won both. Think I'm gonna cut my. Think that's when you, it's like you get off the blackjack table after you got lucky for a couple of hands. Like I, I will probably not be taking Tennessee again this year. I think they're not a good club. Uh, the next lock for me, I'm going back to the well with big spreads this week. San Francisco minus fourteen at home against the Cardinals. Cardinals just won their Super Bowl. I think they're going to be flat this week and drop way back down to earth. I think the Niners continue to roll. I mean, they've looked pretty damn unstoppable so far. So, I don't hate that bet. It seems like at some point the Cardinals got to be the Cardinals. We we thought they were preseason. This what better time sport. than against the Niners? Yeah. yeah. This this four twenty five time slot has yielded some blowout, uh, big spread favorite blowout wins. I think this is another one. All right, my third and final. 
between a few plays here, I, I like the Cowboys play from Connor. Thought about going back to the Hawks well and surprised their dogs against the Giants. I thought that would they would be favorites in that game. Actually thought about the Jags, Connor, but I, I don't trust them. Uh, but they are London's team. No, no, no. We're going to go back to Kansas City, the reigning Super Bowl champs. Lane nine and a half on the road Sunday night against the Jets. Look, Zach Wilson is just he, – he, I, I don't know how much longer he's going to last, but he, he just isn't going to cut it. Um, Chris Jones was back looking like Chris Jones on Sunday. Um, had to watch that game because of the Taylor Swift appearance. Joe loves Taylor Swift, so I actually watched like most of that game. Um, yeah, I, th- I just think, look, I don't know if the, I don't know if the, the Jets are going to put up more than six, seven, six to 10 points is probably where they're going to land. And Casey's putting up at least 20. So, uh, laying nine and a half, that's fine. I, I think they're going to go in there and, and take care of business. No problem. Back to back weeks on Casey. It seems so, so obvious. Is it what does. Scares me a little bit, but don't uh, care. I, I was going to say, I mean, at some point, you just have to imagine the Jets are going to quit just trotting Zach Wilson out there. I mean, they, they, they have to be going into games knowing that they literally, if they let up like a touchdown, they probably lose. Yeah. So, I mean, I respect that Jets defense. There's a reason I took That's the reason I took him last week. Um, but yeah, I just think, I don't, I don't think that offense is functioning at all. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you said there. I just KC in a 24 to six game. Not pretty, right. but they'll cover. My third lock, I was between two teams. They're both really ugly. Um, so I'll talk about the one that didn't make the cut first. Giants minus one and a half on Monday Night Football. So ugly, but I could see him right in the ship on Monday night. Seahawks traveling across the country after a, what people saw as a dominant win over a bad, bad Carolina team. So I like the Giants. I'll be betting them on Monday night. But for my last lock, give me the Las Vegas Raiders plus six. Heading to L.A. to take on the Chargers. AFC West division game. Raiders usually play the AFC West well. They're coming off an ugly loss to the Steelers. And let's not forget that Brandon Staley is coaching the Los Angeles Chargers. Because he tried to give away that game in Minnesota. His job probably got saved from by Kirk Cousin throwing that INT at the end of the game. But a horribly coached team, a defense that's been underwhelming and underachieved despite a lot of talent. And just feels like a Vegas bounce back spot. I know Jimmy G's in concussion protocol right now. But hey, Aiden O'Connell showed out in the preseason. I don't know how much of a downgrade it'll be from Jimmy G. Devonte Adams. Jimmy G finished that game. I didn't know that he finished that game. Yeah, he, also, went into, he went into concussion protocol after. Also, I think Brian Hoyer was the one who's going to come in there. I don't. I don't know if O'Connell. They didn't. They didn't dress O'Connell last game, but okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he dressed this game if Jimmy G did not play. Okay. Regardless. I just I like the spot. I like the number divisional matchup. Just give me the Raiders plus six. Dave, I should have just chimed in with you. Uh, yeah, Chiefs minus nine and a half is just ridiculous. Like that's just that's that's the that feels like Georgia on the college side for me. Like, give me a break. I'm with you. 
I'm joining it. Chiefs minus nine and a half. Sunday night wow. football has been uh, well. Cowboys were heavy favorites, blew them out. Dolphins were favorites, blew out the pa- should have blown out the Patriots, still covered the spread. You know, Steelers got it done on the road against the Raiders. Why can't the Chiefs go out on the road and win by fifty against the Jets? Like honestly, I'm with you. Dave and John, two NFL walks on the same I just, page. I just, I as you were talking, I pictured Chris Jones just throwing Zach Wilson to the, the MetLife <laughs> turf, and there's like no way this is within nine and a half. It's just do, do we think that there's a chance Trevor Simeon plays this game? Even better. Yeah, dude, was on the, dude was on the Broncos, and Chiefs probably know him like back of their hand better than Zach Wilson, honestly. They're fucked. The Jets are screwed. John, the you... defense has been good. Yeah, John, are you – you have three John, on board John's capped you? out. Chad's the I only one out. left. John, did you have uh, Miami plus three? No, he, no, I, I have the Niners minus 14. Oh, Browns. that's right. And then the Browns and the Chiefs. Okay, okay. Chad, you got a third one, right? Yep. I have the Rams plus one on the road at Indy. Um, I, Dave, I know you mentioned Indy as a frisky team this week. Um, from what they've done so far, I agree. I just, I'm not a believer. I think that roster for the most part is pretty bad. Um, and listen, the, the, the Rams coming into the year, you know, were going to be horrible, but I've seen something just like Stafford looks better than I expected. I think this is a team that could finish right around 500 and I, I, I think they handle business against Indy. Like I still think Indy's going to have, you know, one of the top five or six picks in the draft if they have their own pick. Um, so give me the Rams in the spot minus one. Something to monitor: Jonathan Taylor potentially back for this game. I have no idea. Mm-mm, I think he's got a sit at least four. Oh yeah, this is week four. Yeah, yeah, right, right. He so comes back, back week five. Yeah. All right, and now right. the game everyone's been waiting for: the eye gow. The eye gow of all. This is an all-time eye gow, without a doubt. Broncos Bears. I I think I'm going to be betting. These are two teams that have lost me many, many dimes this year already. Um, give me. I just can't see how the Bears win a game. So give me the Broncos minus three and a half. I don't even want to. I, I don't want to spend more words on this game. Than I just did. So comment. Listen, refuse to I, take a side. Over. Give me the, the over in this eye guy. I think both teams are in fuck it mode and just gonna uh, just gonna let it rock. They're, they're gonna let it fly. I think a lot of points are scored. I think it might be more exciting than you think, but I have faded the Bears all three weeks. Very profitable, very profitable strategy so far. I just I have a hard time. Uh, I, I'm not gonna take the Broncos side either. So just want I want the over. I, I'll tell this, you what. This- the Bloomfield B team could probably score on the Broncos defense. So. Uh, this game screams 17-17 tie after an overtime. Uh, give me the under 46. Oh, a little eye gal battle for you, Dave. How do you feel about that for me and Chad in the total? An eye gal total battle. We'll come back to this one next week. All right. Well, that, that was our, our show. Um, we'll be back next week. We have MLB playoffs fastly approaching, so we'll we'll have to get some some talk in there about that. NBA. I couldn't tell you what's going on in the MLB. I have literally no idea. 
I mean, God damn it. The NHL starts in less than two weeks. Uh, no idea. Cardillo, Cardillo wants to banish me for bringing up the NHL. Baseball, I have no idea. The bean team. Oh, we also the- have we have Ryder Cup this weekend, although it's unfortunately teeing off at, like, I think 2 a.m. Eastern time. Okay. Yeah. But go USA. We, we Let's go get a win over there on European soil. Yeah, so Cardillo, you got to find a way to tune in. This is the golf. I know you've been getting into golf, you know, this, this summer, adding it to your repertoire. Um, the Ryder Cup is, you know, where you make your money. So if you, you know, have a morning where you can get up at 4 or 5 a.m., turn it on for a little while. So I'd love in. to. I'd love to. It sounds good. Little, 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 uh, little action before the, the Saturday slide sounds lovely. All right, go Although cock. I think I'm golfing myself Saturday morning. So wow. I, I, don't know. We'll Got to put it on the phone. Got to put it on the phone. I, uh, yeah. I have a quick last call. I think I'm going to – I just saw the Packers are home dogs at Lambeau. So, my last call, the Matt Marzula money line parlay. I think we're going Gamecocks Packers money line parlay this weekend. <laughs> Let's see what that turns out to be, folks. Go beat Tennessee. <laughs> go beat the Detroit Lions. Love it. We love it. Uh, go Eagles. Go Cox. Go Nittany Lions. Go Buckeyes. I'll be in attendance Saturday. Uh for a barn burner against UVA at two o'clock. Oh I'm my a, God! On the CW. That's, that's where it's that's the I go for college football. <laughs> Holy shit! BC UVA. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So that's they where I'll be today. Uh, enjoy it. We're almost at the midway point of college football. Getting close. Uh, a couple weeks away, but you know we're getting there slowly but surely. You got to enjoy it, even, every every one of these. So I can't even say that, man. That's so depressing. But yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy one it. last call to be, I, and I don't want to set the risk of getting Chad too riled up. We're exactly two months out from feast week, folks. <laughs> Relish in it. <laughs> That's on God, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.